800 AM and 94.9 FM KINY Juno from the Alaska Airlines Studio. Local first. Now, News of the North. I'm Jordan Lewis, and these are the stories we're following this hour. Six vehicles were involved in an incident at the Costco parking lot on Saturday. The fifth annual Guns N' Hoses hockey game happened at Treadwell Arena. And Saturday marked the finale of the Coach George Houston Capital City Classic. But first... On Saturday, Juno police officers investigated a motor vehicle collision that occurred in the Costco parking lot. At around 2.30 p.m., a Juno man was driving a red 2006 Chevy Malibu the wrong way through the busy parking lot when he struck a pedestrian and several other vehicles. The pedestrian was thrown onto the hood of the Chevy Malibu, which then struck a parked red Dodge truck with enough force to cause damage totaling both vehicles. The Dodge truck spun around and struck several other vehicles. The Chevy Malibu hit two more vehicles after it crashed into the truck. The 42-year-old male pedestrian landed on the ground next to the involved vehicles. He was transported to Barley Regional Hospital for treatment of his injuries, and he was in stable condition on Saturday and has since been released. Six vehicles were involved in the incident, with two being totaled, three sustaining significant damage, and one vehicle sustaining minor damage. 74-year-old Reginald W. Marvin was cited for reckless driving and failure to carry and show proof of insurance. He was released at the scene. The 5th Annual Guns and Hoses Hockey Game was at Treadwell Arena Saturday night. In an epic face-off, the Guns, a.k.a. the Juno Police Department, and other law enforcement officers went head-to-head with the Hoses, a.k.a. Capital City Fire Rescue. Each team also invited immediate family of the Guns and Hoses to participate. Saturday night's game served as a tiebreaker as the Guns and Hoses were tied 2-2, but the Guns broke that with a strong and quick win of 6-1. Captain of the Guns team Jake Thayer says, while it's nice to win, it's really about raising money for the Alaska Peace Officers Association. This game overall is fun. It, it's it's for a good cause. You know, yeah, we get competitive on the ice. Wires get crossed sometimes. But other than that, we're all here to have fun. We're all here for the same reason. That's the cool thing. You know, we have family that comes. You know, we have the family skate before. He adds what he thinks led to the guns to get their win. Some young family members from law enforcement on our team, which definitely helped. So I know a lot of us, we're all working. We're all short-staffed to work. We're all exhausted. So having those younger guys definitely helped out a little bit. But we had a short game plan before, and everyone followed through on it, and it worked out. He works as a public safety dispatcher for JPD and CCFR. Captain of the Hoses team, Jamie John, says it was a fun community event. I think it's good because we get to come out and then see the little friendly competition. It usually gets a little competitive, but it's a fun competition against the, the PD officers and the firefighters. And they get to come out and see us in a different different uh, view from us being out there fighting fires and, and being in the police work. But it's fun to be out there. So. The hockey tournament serves as a fundraiser for the APOA. The funds are used for community service events and multiple scholarships for high school seniors interested in law enforcement-related fields. That sweet taste of victory or that bitter taste of defeat will last all year long. Saturday marked the finale of the Coach George Houston Capital City Classic, which saw the JDHS Crimson Bears go against the Bulldogs from Albuquerque, New Mexico. The JDHS girls had a strong start against Albuquerque in the first quarter of the game before the Bulldogs got a second wind, leading the JDHS girls losing 49-39. For the boys, the JDHS varsity boys played hotly contested against the Bulldogs going into a double overtime before ultimately losing 80-73. 
And the Alaska Department of Transportation and Public Facilities is seeking bids for rockfall prevention work along a highway in Wrangell that was the site of a catastrophic and deadly landslide in November. The solicitations are for companies that would work this coming summer to stabilize slopes and perform other mitigation work at two known rockslide areas on the Zamova Highway in Wrangell. An engineer's estimate puts the expected cost for the work at between $250,000 and $500,000, according to state documents. Work is expected to be completed by next October. The rockfall mitigation work planned for this summer is not related to November's deadly slide, which occurred elsewhere along the highway. That rain triggered landslide in the community of 2000, killed an entire family of two parents and three children, along with one of their neighbors. Rather, this summer's planned work is the latest phase in an ongoing and years-long project to address what's become recognized as a chronic problem along the highway. Dozens of rock slides occurred in a short stretch of the road between 2007 and 2019, according to a Wrangell Sentinel report in 2021. The project was nominated in 2019 for funding through the U.S. Department of Transportation's Highway Safety Improvement Program, according to Danielle Thiessen, a spokeswoman of the Department of Transportation and Public Facilities. It received that federal funding in 2020, and the necessary geotechnical work began that summer, she wrote in an email. The Wrangell locations are among several in a statewide program that identified rockfall-prone sites. Coming up, a polar bear found dead on Alaska's North Slope is the first of the species known to have been killed by the highly pathogenic avian influenza or bird flu. That story when News of the North continues. A polar bear found dead on Alaska's North Slope is the first of the species known to have been killed by the highly pathogenic avian influenza or bird flu that is circulating among animal populations around the world. The polar bear was found dead in October near Utkiakvik, the nation's northernmost community. The Alaska Department of Environmental Conservation reported toward the end of December. The discovery of the virus in the animal's body tissue, a process that required sampling and study by the North Slope Borough Department of Wildlife Management and other agencies, confirmed late December that highly pathogenic avian influenza was the cause of the death, according to Dr. Bob Gerlick, Alaska State Veterinarian. This was also the first Endangered Species Act listed animal in Alaska known to have fallen victim to the disease. Polar bears dependent on sea ice that is diminishing because of climate change were listed as threatened in 2008. The U.S. Coast Guard says a lithium-ion battery fire on a cargo ship is out after several days of burning off the coast of Alaska. That is according to a statement late Saturday that was confirmed on Sunday. The 19 crew members of the ship Genius Star 11 were uninjured. U.S. Coast Guard Lieutenant Commander and Public Affairs Officer Mike Salerno speaks to how the Unified Command responded to the incident. Uh, the Unified Command established an interagency command post in Anchorage, and that team allows us to work on-site with personnel um, to identify additional resources we might need to mobilize to the site um, to conduct the additional assessments and uh, prepare for future operations. The Unified Command also provides briefings with any related stakeholders, and we try to get the information out on the status of the vessel and our future operational plans. The Coast Guard will issue a new captain of the port order directing the vessel to remain at the specified anchorage away from marine traffic and await additional technical experts who can certify the cargo hold is safe to enter. Informed by the findings based on those temperature readings and atmospheric readings from the salvage and marine firefighting team, um, the captain of the port issued an order for them to anchor in, in Broad Bay. The safety zone, the one-mile safety zone, will remain in place, but this protected anchorage has been a pre-identified area contingency, and it allows the vessel to remain stable 
which minimizes risk of any sort of reflash of the fire as our response continues and people continue to work around the ship. Mariners may tune in to VHF Channel 16 for safety zone information. An investigation of the cause of the fire will take place once response efforts are complete. As of this morning, the MV Genius Star 11 remains stable and is currently anchored in Broad Bay near Dutch Harbor. The vessel was moved to Broad Bay for weather avoidance based on a recommendation from an Alaska Marine pilot and the salvage master aboard the vessel. The vessel was moored on a pre-positioned mooring buoy utilizing the emergency towing system. Teams on site reported air quality remains normal and there is no indication of heat in or around the cargo holds. The vessel will keep its engines in warm status and has a tug standing by in the event weather requires additional relocation. And on December 26th, at approximately 12.35 a.m., the Sitka Police Department received a 911 call reporting that the caller could hear their neighbors in a domestic physical altercation. Officers arrived on scene and made contact with a female and male in the residence. Upon investigation, it was determined the male was the aggressor, and while being placed under arrest, he attempted to flee, resulting in officer injury. He was then placed under arrest for domestic violence. Bonino Martinez, age 22, was arrested on one felony count of assault in the second degree, one felony count of assault in the third degree, one felony count of criminal mischief in the third degree, one count of assault in the fourth degree, one count of criminal mischief in the fifth degree, one count of interfering with a report of a domestic crime, and one count of resisting arrest. On December 28th, the Sitka Grand Jury indicted Martinez on one felony count of assault in the second degree, one felony count of assault in the third degree, and one felony count of criminal mischief in the third degree. Martinez is currently out on bail. Now you're up to date with News in the North. I'm Jordan Lewis. For continuous updates, visit our website, KINYradio.com.